Welcome to issue number 70 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, the Beyonders Bane, and with me are my co-hosts, Shane, Storm of Whispers. Yes, 100%. And Rory the Wrestler. Ooh, yeah. That's a me. Mario? Are you auditioning to be Chris's replacement? I don't. I didn't feel like I really. I didn't feel like I really put put any sting on the. Uh, like that's just sort of. Well, neither did Chris. So. Oh. He's, he's got, there's no sting in there. There's no sting in there. I actually don't really hate. Hot, I, I don't. I, I don't really. Lo- I don't really like Chris Pratt, but I don't hate him as Mario because personally, I'm of the opinion that there was no way you could actually get somebody to be Mario and have it please everyone. So it may as well just be someone who sounds kind of normal. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway. I wish it was like Stanley Tucci instead. <laughs> just being Stanley Tucci. That'd be fun. Yeah. Or like Robert De Niro. Can you imagine Robert De Niro as Mario? Oh, just a really aggro, but like slightly <laughs> contemplative Mario. Yeah. We read comics today. They feature The Punisher. Spider-Man, Daredevil, The Beyonder, Howard the Duck, The Avengers, and The Fantastic Four. And they take us uh, only through the month of January of 1986. Everything we read this month was dated January 86. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and because of that, normally I have a few months to play with to look for bummers. Uh, and because I just had one month, I was like, God, I don't know if I'm going to find enough bummers. Uh, it turns out I didn't have any trouble. So uh, here's a couple random facts. So the first Martin Luther King Jr. Day is observed. Not a bummer, but interesting. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. The first artists ever inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, were happening during this month, uh, including such people as Elvis Presley, the obvious uh, <laughs> obvious choice, I guess, but also Fats Domino, who I was very happy to see was also in there, and some some other randos, Chuck Berry, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I do want to I do want to point out January nineteen eighty six, uh, the Challenger disaster. So, ah, yes, <laughs> that's enough of a bummer. It's like three it's bummers pretty, in one. It's a pretty big bummer. Yeah, yeah. Sp- and none of us were alive for that. Movies. Yeah. Have you ever talked to a Gen X person about the Challenger? No. Or like a boomer? Absolutely. They're like not. that. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm sorry. No, no. I I feel like to <laughs> them there were like two. They've got like these two memories. Like Gen X is are like. Yeah, the Challenger crashed and then 9-11. Like, they're like the big, giant, horrifying things they watched on TV. Like, mm-hmm. like before 9-11, Gen X had this Challenger disaster. Um, and I can understand that. It crashed and exploded, like, a minute after it launched. Uh, absolutely terrifying. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty, pretty big bummer. Was there, do we, did they figure out why it did that? Hmm, interesting question. I'm going to click on a Wikipedia article and find out. 
Yeah, okay, great. Okay, wait a minute. I should know this, though, because I went to the Kennedy Space, Space, Space Center. Did you do Space oh, Camp? Oh, I didn't go to Space Camp? <laughs> no. Damn it. I went to, it was like the Kennedy Space Center or some sort of museum, and they had this whole incredible, um, uh, like, like exhibit about the Challenger. And I, mm. But I, it was more like a memorial. It wasn't like going deep into like what happened. It was like, hey, look at all the personal belongings of the astronauts that died. Um, like God, a wallet I don't know. that fell out of the spaceship after it blew up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you imagining that just like their wallet went flying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then someone is just like sweeping it up afterwards and put it in a museum. <laughs> um, in in usually Wikipedia is very forthcoming with information like this, but I'm just staring at a wall of text, and it's not. There's no like heading that says like mm. why it happened. That so I it was a government like cover-up. Really yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. Mm. This is Rory's field of expertise, then. Typically, though, I don't know anything about the Challenger launch. Mm. Do you know anything about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> In, so so I do anything? actually... I do. I do actually have a question about this. I have a question about this. Increasingly, as the years go on, the people they induct into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, don't uh, don't seem to play rock and roll. Discuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it always has been a little bit fluid on that, but the history of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is basically a, you know, it's kind of uh, more just... We're, we sell records and make good music people love, and they won't give us they won't give us the statue, so we're making our own thing. Got it. Got it. So it's not just that, that, it's, that we're putting in we're putting in you know <laughs> rappers go in there and, and Dolly Parton or whatever. It's that mm-hmm. the I would say the thing that's annoying is that we it's traditional pop music Grammy winners like people who are successful right. in in the in that world are also getting Rock and Roll Hall of Fame credit, which is sort of against the ethos. But like ultimately. All of these institutions serve just to stroke egos and sell records like that. It was never the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not run by, you know, the Juilliard School of Music or something. Right. Like, totally. That's interesting. I don't actually even know who runs the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who makes these decisions? It doesn't have to be all the same people, right? Like you're you're going to tell me that like Sony Records and like the people who made Empire don't run the Rock and Roll Hall of Saint. Hall they of might have weaseled addition, their way in over the years. In addition sort of to the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. I've never yeah. watched that show Empire, but I assume it's about infiltrating the music scene and taking over, right? No, I think they're already in it. I thought it's called Empire. I assume that means they have like a record company, but I don't I also haven't watched it. Hmm. Interesting. I don't either. But this would be fun to sort of talk about it without any concrete <laughs> yeah, knowledge that's, whatsoever. It's be an Empire <laughs> podcast with the, the caveat we've never seen it. I, welcome to I've Watched Empire with Rory. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is built on a throne of lies. It's a comfy throne. Would you, say, would you say it's an empire of lies? It's an empire of lies. I like that. So here's here's my question. Here's my real question. As we have come back again after a little while of not recording, the very first comics that I have you read are seven instead of six. One of them's accidentally a double length, and one of them's like a, a one and a half length on accident because I did a bad job of checking the links of the issues this week. Okay, but what, With- what are we doing? 
here? What are we doing? What are you doing? What what are you you put an Avengers and a Fantastic Four and a Howard the Duck all in the same thing? All in the same thing. All three of those things. <laughs> Let's talk about those first and get them out of the <laughs> What? So, okay, okay, look, the way this was supposed to work is that I was going to have six normal issues that were sort of on the list that I wanted to check on, and then Howard the Duck, because for some reason, and I'm going to find out now, uh, Howard, when was the last one? I'm going to look it up, hold on. Howard the, la- the, the last Duck, one that we read, one thirty one. yeah, last one that we read. So, uh, yes, they were fighting the, the bong, the bong man, the one with the bell on his head. That came out in 1979. So seven years pass. And after issue 31, the, the last one seven years ago, they released issue 32. And I just wanted to know why. Why? What? Imagine. Yeah, so, ima- you so, go to fill your fucking pull list. You go to fill your pull list at the store. And the guy who you've been buying comics from for 20 years is like, oh, Andy, guess what? Your favorite's back in stock. Your the favorite next issue. came back. They've the been working issue. on issue 32 for seven years. <laughs> But yeah, so Andy, Andy told us, you know, so sorry, we we've got seven comics this week. I couldn't figure out how to how to get the list any shorter. Uh, I did figure out how to get my list shorter, and it was by aggressively not reading Howard the Duck. Did I? I looked at the pictures a little bit. He hangs out with a cowboy babe, and then there's a gopher. That's what I've got to add to the Howard the Duck combo. He does. He does hang out with a cowboy babe. He gets in a stranger's truck. She's a truck driver, and she basically has an apartment in her truck. And then they find an underground gopher civilization who fucking chase him across the United States, trying to eat him. That's it. <laughs> okay, it's, but that's so that's so fucking punk, Rory. The way that you're like, <laughs> yeah, I looked at these pictures a little bit. <laughs> yeah i can't well, even be I, mad i feel that i've put in quite a bit of uh effort and energy into both reading howard the duck and trying to find a way in and i yes. did i read the first couple pages to see if anything had changed in seven years it has the same it's the same drivel it's it's on what it's the comedy stylings of a four-year-old with Peepee jokes. I'm not here for yeah. it. With adult, with a with, a, with adult butts that people want to fuck them. I just, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> Peepee jokes and butts you want to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 truly, this was thrown in as a curiosity. I wasn't actually really intending for us to 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 sit and discuss Howard the Duck. Uh, I'll point out, I guess, that the civilization underground that they find is like. Some sort of weird nostalgia 1910s city. And it turns out that it's like being bankrolled by really rich people trying to figure out how they can monetize nostalgia. And, and you know, there's something there, but it's handled so poorly and is is couched in such bullshit that it doesn't matter. Nothing's good in here. Yeah, they call it um, gopherism. They're like, humanism is dead. We're all about gopherism. Yeah. Yeah, I just fi- I just find it so strange. Like, humanism is a very this... different thing. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's already a but word. Why... It doesn't mean what you said. Why not call this Howard the Duck Volume Two, Issue One? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why put out thirty-two seven years later? 
Like, at least when they do it, like, other times I know that they've done that. It's been like, let's continue that storyline. But this is like, he's got a new babe, and there's new shit. Same old Howard. I don't know. Let's not talk about Howard the Duck anymore. It was very disappointing. There's a 33, uh, like, eight months after this. And then that's the end of the volume. I will not make you read Image Comics. (laughs) <laughs> we'll do 30 we'll do 30 straight issues then seven years then eight months <laughs> <laughs> we had they just had to use the budget up for the year because if they don't use the budget up they don't they don't get that money they don't get it yeah here i'm going into our reading list right now and i'm removing issue 33 from it so we won't cool. have to touch that one goodbye howard i was, I was just curious but okay so could not believe when i saw it on the list today well, all right. So then I had you I had us read Avengers and Fantastic Four, and it's because I mean, you know why I had you read these. I yeah, wanted yeah, them to yeah. be more interesting they than were they, fine. Were. they weren't interesting they were, at all. They were not interesting really, but they were fine. Just yeah, they were these were Yeah, they were I thought I was reading the same fucking comics again that I've read twenty five times about uh-huh. Phoenix, about Miss about Marvel Girl and Phoenix and Jean Grey. Well, Again, it's not been seven years. Actually, I don't know how many years it's been since they killed off Jean Grey, but it's been a while. Like they haven't. Like Jean Grey's been dead in Marvel for. Yeah, a while. that's true. That that's a fair point. You know that. Like it's interesting. They bring her yeah. back. This is where the accordion of time sort of does us does us no favors because it feels like mm-hmm. we've just been reading the same shit over and reading over. Reading the same shit over and over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but in real world time, like you know, Jean's been dead, and that's and there's something there's something interesting about that. Um, I don't appreciate the tone with which we navigate this because it ends up just, I, the, the feeling I got is that this only goes from Avengers to Fantastic Four so that Reed Richards can be there to be the smart man who explains to the audience why Gene's alive. Like the whole, these two issues are very explanatory. They're like, look, we want Gene back and, uh, here's why. Well, it's also a way to kind of get different readers in. To the like, mm-hmm, they put mm-hmm. down X Men because they, you know, their favorite, their favorite, their favorite Marvel girl's dead, and now let's we, we gotta we gotta light the fires of Gondor so that every Marvel reader knows it's time to come back to X Men mm-hmm. and give us those give us two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, well, it's not it's not it's not two dollars. Um, don't don't make me do price check right now. Um, yeah. this is this is uh. Not 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 great to talk about, but there were a couple moments that I liked. What my favorite one? So Captain Marvel, uh, Monica Rambo, finds she's the one who finds the Jean's cocoon underwater, and <laughs> she runs away from it. And later she describes it to Captain America, and I guess he's like a police sketch artist all of a sudden because she sits there <laughs> and she describes it to Cap. And she tells him it's it was like an old mattress covered in barnacles. And in response to that description, he draws a rack of ribs. And, <laughs> and it's just, they look at it like, oh, yes, a cocoon. But he's just drawn ribs, and like like pork ribs. It's, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, but I also, I don't know, I love that, I love that Cap has, has got some artistic flair. Um... But yeah, she's in a weird cocoon. How do they? How did they actually explain this? Right? Like, did they ever explain the cocoon part? Was that done by Phoenix? Kind of. Uh, yeah. So I think I think what they say, and I I could have reread this because there is it's sort of a text dump. Um, uh-huh. I, Phoenix basically at some point copied Gene 
totally and sw- and like put her body somewhere and then right uh, then the copy yes. is but then she has the phoenix memories and it's odd but right yeah i guess the, their their point was that that phoenix copied genes so completely that phoenix had genes like subconscious humanity and love of yeah. humans and stuff and that's why the phoenix kind of eventually imploded um but that the real gene was alive in a cocoon somewhere the whole time and now she's yes. back isn't it great uh so yeah i don't know it's it's a it's a little it's a little odd but the upshot could be interesting. I don't know if we're going to follow this immediately, but I'm pr- pretty sure Scott Summers is getting serious with a different woman right now. Um, as is, so as that, he should be. Yeah, as My he voice. should be. Now, I uh, <laughs> there's also another moment in these that I think we you uh, you dropped in the Discord of of Johnny Storm and She Hulk talking about how hard it is not to fuck Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> she's so funny <laughs> she's like she's like yeah I had to put in a lot of safeguards so that I wouldn't fuck Hercules <laughs> uh, a lo- I mean along that same vein is like the <laughs> the the whole situation between Hercules and Namor is really fun oh and yeah they're right, both they're in the boy bedroom <clears throat> yeah, so they're I mean they're gonna so they're gonna bring Namor onto the Avengers and everyone's mad about it because he's an underwater person, right? And he's mean. He's he's famously grouchy. Yeah, and, and, like he's, he's, and the he's US government's grouchy. dragging their feet on his on his work visa, which apparently yeah. is a thing the Avengers have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so much paperwork. And Cap's like, so what are you talking paperwork. about? His dad's an American. And they're like, I don't know what to tell you, but he's he put his address as bottom of the ocean, so what do we do? <laughs> 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 we don't even deliver to like we don't even deliver to P.O. boxes. You think we're gonna go to the bottom of the ocean? Like what the fuck? We're a facts only entity. <laughs> oh shit. Facts I guess man. speaking of uh, uh Namor has the... a fun, salty moment, sorry, where uh, No, no. So he's he's on land being an Avenger and arguing about who gets the best bedroom, and that's cute. Um, then, then Jean Grey's cocoon crashes in the ocean and they're going to investigate and he's kind of salty about it. Ha ha ha. Uh, uh-huh. like, oh no, you guys, you guys gave me permission to be on land and I'm, I'm cool. Like I'm grateful, but like you, that's still my fucking ocean. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we're not, a, we're not like, we're not doing Avengers down under. That's my fucking water, bro. <laughs> it's a one man oh. show below the surface. Oh, he's so testy, and I love he's him. He's so grouchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, since we since we last recorded, uh, not only has She Hulk had her whole MCU debut on a delightful TV show, but uh, I just the other day saw the new Black Panther movie with Namor in it, and they did my boy so real good. Hot. He's so hot <laughs> so and so scary. Hot. He's he's so hot and so scary and so grouchy. <sighs> it's like very good. They did a very yeah. good Namor. Um, feels very good to see. And he's got the stupid wings on his ankles and it looks awesome. Anyway, if you haven't seen the new Black Panther, the movie as a whole is like ever so slightly a little funky, but the performances and Namor especially incredible. 
So the movie's supposed to be about being sad, right? It doesn't just make it's you sad the very, whole time. It's very, very much entirely about Chadwick Boseman's death. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, about grief. It's, there's a lot of other plot in there, but it's incredibly about dealing with death and how that's bad and sucks. Um, that's so you gotta be ready for that when you go. God, um, Namor's so hard. Namor's so good. Namor's so good. Anyway. Anyway, let's not talk about those anymore. We have some better comics to talk about. So what do we want to talk about first? We read a Daredevil. We read a, a, uh, a Spider-Man. See. So Daredevil kind of floats around in Peter's also in, is he in two of them or is he just in Spider-Man? He's just in Spider-Man. Well, I feel like, Daredevil I feel like shows those up all both. kind of bleed into each other in different aspects, yeah. though. Maybe we do mm-hmm. Secret Wars. Yeah, and let's do the, Secret Wars the first. Yeah, yeah, let's start at my favorite comic that we've read in a long time, Secret <laughs> Wars. I fucking yeah. love this series. It's stupid. <laughs> it, I know. It, it, I do feel like it it is going too long. Like they didn't have. Yes. I think seven, eight, nine are going to be kind of goofball, just uh, <clears throat> so- rock'em, sock'em robots for three issues. Yeah, yes. I agree. The fun with this one is that, like all of the most powerful cosmic beings in the universe essentially make a Wile E. Coyote plot to stop the Beyonder. Uh, <laughs> and, and then it fails. Okay, so so get this. So the, the, the most, the, the, the Beyonder Bane is this, yeah, yeah is Mephisto's this sort of... robot? Yeah, Mephisto's <laughs> robot gun that's uh, controlled by Eternity and is enormous and powered by the, you know, the souls of the damned. Um, mm-hmm. if Beyonder <laughs> leaves Hawaii, uh, they can't like this thing, they this most powerful him. gun, they can't shoot him anymore. <laughs> their whole, their whole thing is that we got to keep him in Hawaii long enough to fire this gun. <laughs> they got to aim it really specifically at him in Hawaii, otherwise they can't do it. <laughs> otherwise fucking eternity's going to be like, oops, I missed. <laughs> I it's it's oh. very like 80s cartoon where it starts with Mephisto looking into his magic smoke pot yeah. and like just staring at the Beyonder sitting on the beach doing nothing and he's like yeah yes you have to sit there you make me so mad and just like screaming at him Ugh, it's good yeah no and it's, Beyonder it's, accidentally it's really starts a cult with this fun yeah. with this fun ex uh like what ex businessman who's just mm-hmm. this He's just this sort of retiree who looking uh, for something to believe in. He's just a ch- he's just a chubby guy with nothing to believe in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he finds Beyonder sitting in Hawaii and is like, "This is everything." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make my whole life about this. <laughs> and then all these people keep showing up, and I love I love that the whole thing hinges on Beyonder not moving because his the entire issue he's just moping. After like I guess what's been happening over the last couple issues, he's had a lot of ups and downs. And so he's just sitting there thinking and moping. And the only way that he can fuck this up for Mephisto is if he just goes anywhere else. <laughs> and and the biggest scare for Mephisto is that at one point, the Beyonder essentially looks up and goes, fuck, a lot of people have shown up here in Hawaii to just sit here with me. I hate that. I'm going to go somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> and then we cut over to Mephisto just clutching his face like, no! <laughs> oh my god it's just so funny (laughs) fuck god and then at the at the very end all of this all this assassination plot doesn't go through i couldn't really figure out why the gun explodes 
Yeah. Is it uh, is it that the, Dave the, as death like didn't didn't so, help him? No, so the the way so the stupid part is that it, the gun isn't even aimed at all. I guess maybe it just has to work in Hawaii, but <laughs> uh the way that it's going to activate is that one of these weird random people that Mephisto's essentially turned into walking bombs has to touch the beyonder. And he's like he's essentially like grabbed like 100 people and made them all potential triggers for this gun. And all they got to mm-hmm. do is touch the beyonder and one of and mm-hmm. one by one they get, you know, beaten back by the thing in this like climactic moment. And then the juggernaut is the last one of Mephisto's pawns. And it looks like he, because he's the man who can't be stopped. Uh, but the thing like grabs his foot and trips him at the last second. And I guess there was a time thing involved. Okay. And too much time passes. And because the juggernaut couldn't touch the beyonder, the thing fizzles and he, and, it, and they lose their chance. Um, yeah, all the, all the energy goes back into the machine and it, and it breaks apart. So yeah. here's the craziest, coolest, funniest part about this <clears throat> whole issue. After all this goes down, after the after the the Looney Tunes uh, assassination attempt, <laughs> um, Beyonder decides maybe I should teach people about the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's like, oh, what if I just yeah. teach people about being good and being thankful? What? <laughs> <sighs> I God, <laughs> maybe that's my calling to be the I'm Santa Claus. I'm so excited to read the next mm-hmm. edition. <laughs> I not only that, not only like the hey, I'm about to, I'm about to Tim Allen all over these people, <laughs> but like Molecule Man is so worried that he's gonna have to save the universe. <laughs> yeah, he's having the most mundane, normal person dinner party, and he's like. Fuck! I can't deal with this right now. He opens he's the like, closet door and the, the powers that be have have like put a cosmic door into his closet, and he's like, "Guys, I don't want. I don't want to be here." Can't you see this TV dinner life I have? It's incredible. Oh uh, yeah, I'm really excited yep. to keep reading Secret Wars too. the The shadow hit of the '80s for me. I cannot understand why people hate Secret Wars 2 and like Secret uh, Wars 1. So if you, you put yourself back in the time, maybe you could say... Sure, sure. Like, I'm enjoying the, like I said before, just the sincere lunacy of it. Like, it's it's so zany in a way that feels intentional, where it often doesn't. And yeah. willing to be silly when others often are just silly by way of not being well-written. Um, (laughs) yeah and i could see how i don't know we're 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 in you know we're in frank miller's comic book time and the alan moore comic book time and maybe people will just want to be grumpy and read read dark comics i don't know yeah yeah everyone just wants to be fucking mad and sad (laughs) yeah they want to be like like howard the duck just grumpy all the time or like namor but no yeah and also, no. this shines more in contrast to what we've been reading. Whereas, if you're just a sort of average reader at the time, maybe it doesn't stand out quite as much. Maybe you're reading. Ah, uh, I could believe that. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Especially if if they haven't been doing this project we've been doing for our podcast, yeah. and then you just drop someone raw into Secret Wars <laughs> two. Yeah, I don't know if they'd enjoy it so hot. So, uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to reading more of that. We're clearly getting through the end of that. But 
Uh, let's see. What else we got? We had Daredevil. We had Spider-Man. We had Punisher. Uh, so Daredevil is, I believe, we have dropped back in on Daredevil alongside Frank Miller, um, who has come back for a short run on Daredevil to do what I, I'm pretty sure is the Born Again storyline. Uh, is what he'll be doing here. And uh, it's timing out pretty well because they've just recently announced that the Daredevil series that's coming out that they're working on for the MCU is called Daredevil Born Again. Uh, It's hard to say how much they're going to adapt this slash how much they're going to do like the Bendis run or what, but I'm, I don't know. I I like it's, it's such a rare thing these days for me to in Marvel consume the comic first and then watch the movie. Sure. And and so I am I'm I'm interested in that. I'm interested in in how much that's true because you know, all the stuff and, that we read with Frank Miller before, I had already seen those adaptations, like whether it was the anime or the whatever, right? And it remains um incredibly good. Yeah. This one was this one was really really cool and it has all those like nice Frank Miller details that you uh you just don't get in these other comics, like the writing details and the art details. Um it just feels like he's really paying attention to what he puts down on the page, like so much more than somebody making the Avengers comic, for instance. Uh, God. But the main one, the main thing here is that uh, Melvin Potter, the gladiator who has featured heavily in Daredevil over the years and theoretically should be, you know, reformed and being helped by his social worker slash love interest, Betsy, uh, is stealing jewels and causing problems. And meanwhile, Matt Murdock is, his life is imploding, I guess. Like they're losing their law practice and he's just like lost faith in himself and everything. And uh, yeah, he, so he's, he's like in a really dark place. And then he's like, and to, you know, to top it all off, Melvin's turning back to a life of crime. Fuck this. And, uh, it's a it's it ends up being kind of a cool examination of where Daredevil's at because you know, in the end, it's Gladiator who's like, no, they've kidnapped Betsy, and I'm I'm doing this to save her, and Matt just ends up feeling like a rage filled piece of shit uh, next mm-hmm. to next to the Gladiator who's just taking, <clears throat> you know, he's he's a nice guy and he's he's trying to save someone. I don't know. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was it was a cool vibe. Um, yeah, Daredevil watches him not kill people, which is crazy. Yeah. Yes. And like the whole time he's just like, but I want to kill people. Like I want to kill these people. Fuck. Which <laughs> is totally a little inconsistent with the Spider-Man we read, but whatever. Yes. Yes. Which, you know. That's just part I, of I, comics. Like he Daredevil or Frank Miller's not in charge of every representation of Daredevil across the every comic exactly. he appears in. Exactly. And it's hard to say whether or not Daredevil was go like would have like oh of course of course but the point is is like where he's at emotionally in this is very different from a comic in, than the Spider Man we read right which you know it's if you're from reading the same it month. Yeah, yeah exactly where it's like ah, is this happening at the same time I feel like that's the that's the cop out that that comics always get to pull where they're like well it came out in the same month but it doesn't mean it's happening at the exact same time you know yeah but like yeah isn't it. Doesn't that, isn't that what it means? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sort of how time works. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he does show up in the, in the Spider-Man, which is the, the conclusion to the, the Gene DeWolf murder sin eater plotline we'd been following. Did you, 
Did you like this? Did you like where it ended up? Not really. It was fine. I mean, it's I felt like we didn't do anything much interesting with Sin Eater. And then he sort of becomes a. uh, Then they have to protect him because he's wanted. They want him to die. They want him to not stand trial because he's Sin Eater and he's a. Uh Uh-huh. He's a real assassin rather than a rather than a scorpion. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's Spider-Man a it's a mixed is bag. totally down, mm-hmm. which is and then Peter Devil's like he's got to stay in trial. And Spider Man's like you're you sound like a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Could you be a lawyer? Yeah, there's there's some cool there's some cool stuff in here, but it's mostly I don't know I don't I don't love the the way that we that we wrap everything up um we what i what i did think was cool is that like having the sin eater revealed to have been a detective realistically and rightfully so spreads a lot of unrest throughout all of new york and starts sure. rioting and people yeah. are like fuck the cops we can't trust anybody yeah and and seeing that energy start to show up here in the 80s is something that i am down for uh mm mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. Pretty fun to see. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just saw my note in the middle here that says, and then more Santa weirdness. <laughs> ah, yes. Just, ho, ho, ho. Just little dot, 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 ho, ho, ho. <laughs> God. I don't even they remember what that was before, that storyline. They revisited the storyline of that guy who breaks into houses dressed as Santa. He has the children let him in and then he steals their small appliances. <laughs> and that kid, that kid in that panel's like, dad's going to be so excited when he gets a new TV for Christmas. And all I had to do is trade Santa our old one. <laughs> yeah. I just... In this story, we have to start like... Laying the groundwork for some dumb fucking Santa thief that presumably we're going <laughs> to resolve in a few issues. Like, why do we feel the need to do this? Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> weird. So stupid. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Ugh. But uh, in the in the midst of all of their, like, fighting over whether or not to protect or not protect Sin Eater, uh, Daredevil desperately needs Spider-Man's help and Spider-Man's, you know not helping and so he yells out Peter revealing that he knows his secret identity and then shortly afterwards reveals to Peter that he is Matt Murdock and that's kind of fun it's been yeah. you know those those moments are rare when when and, and to Marvel's credit they have remained rare where people find out secret identities cuz you can't just throw that out all over the place otherwise it's not going to be special um and so these moments are fun and I, and I think these two definitely ought to know who they you know Peter ought to sure. know that it's Matt Murdock. That's they've done enough together. They've had enough history. Like this seems this seems right. So that's fun. I I would love for this, and and a lot of fans would love uh, for their uh, their relationship to uh, come on screen in the in the Marvel in the Marvel universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, and I think that would be a oh, lot of fun. That went somewhere different than I thought you were going to take it. Oh, you want that? You you I... think people ship them? <laughs> I th- I think if you I think if you go back and look at the final page of this Spider-Man comic, I think if you can pull it up in front of you, and you can talk about, you is that can the talk one with about, their clasping hands? Well, no, 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 no. It's it's the one where Matt is sitting drinking his cocoa and Peter's talking to him. 
Mm. And Peter Peter's wearing this like Jets sweater and yeah. his jeans, and it is skin tight. <laughs> skin tight. This like skin tight. And they, it's like they just shared a really intimate moment, and it just says like sometime later. And they're just <laughs> and they're like and they're sipping cocoa together, and it's very like uh, and they're in their after post coital post coital. Yeah, they're they're kind of in their post-coital moment. You know, like his tie, like Matt Murdock's tie is loosened a little bit and like <laughs> they've got that glow. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh before we move on, I did just want to shout out uh one one line that I thought was fun. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the only one that thought this was fun, but like when Daredevil and Spider-Man are fighting and Daredevil's running away from Spider-Man, who he knows could just tear him limb from limb if he if he made one mistake. Uh, Daredevil's thinking to himself, and he thinks, three out of every four murders, the victim knows his killer. I'd hate to become a statistic. <laughs> and it, it cracked me up a little bit. Uh, and I and I did like seeing Daredevil's uh, experience and calm-headedness make it so that he could beat Spider-Man, who was just kind of raging. Um, that, was, that was enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Because, uh, you know... Spider-Man's got super strength. It's hard to fight. <laughs> it's hard to deal with yes. that man. Yes. Uh, okay, our final stop of the day is at Punisher issue one, which I will once again apologize for having it be 40 fucking pages because I don't <laughs> think it needed to be. No. Uh, really like did not need to be. like an episode of Oz, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah, this whole thing is just a prison break. And I don't know that I followed all the details of who who's who and why they care, but... Uh, the art was at least really cool. Yeah, the art's good. The art's really good here. Punish is a character that I have a hard time always engaging with uh, because he could, based on the writer, easily be like very much like, yeah, fuck yeah. Or like, you're just a policeman with different clothes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I don't I don't know which one this is yet, I guess. Um, yeah, he's really not supposed to be at all like a cop, but people kept kind of calling him a cop, which is very weird. Well, because didn't he used to be? Isn't that his story? I and then his he, wife and child died. Yeah. In in this in this issue, they just say he was uh, he was a Vietnam vet. They don't. Well, say I thought he they, they put a bunch of these people in prison though. Like he cut up that dude's face, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why that dude has the fucked up face is because mm-hmm. of him. Yeah, yeah because he's, he's been he's been Punisher. He's been Punisher. People. Yeah. Oh, Prior he, he to the puni- first he punished, issue, he punished you. He's been around being. They they they've got that sort of. They've got the G men talking about this character. Yeah. Okay, so he wasn't a co- he. Yeah, he wasn't a cop. He was a marine, and and then his when he was on leave, his family was murdered. When he was mm. with them, yeah. Okay, so he's not a cop, but he has that vibe sometimes, and you know because he's yeah. going after criminals and like, and at the end of this issue, it turns out like the warden is kind of like shady and is is like i represent i represent a lot of people who think that crime has gotten out of control and the police can't handle it and we want you to handle it i'm like ew yeah ew yeah and like i don't know how much the punisher is like buying into that message or how much he's just excited to have a phone number to call for bullets yeah he's got he's got an interesting tweak to him here where Unlike any other superhero, he's got a goal. He's it, which is yeah. you know eradicate all all criminality. Which is uh, he sort of recognizes the futility of it and is like, my way's not working. 
Like, I can't yeah. do this. I can't kill one criminal at a time forever. Um, mm-hmm. And yet he, you know, he chooses to engage in killing criminals. Um, yeah, he sort of floats around. He's like, he's he's not really a, an anti-hero because I think he's darker than a lot of people would sort of want to be. You know, you can't really be like, this is an expression of my darkest desires. You're like, oh, right, right. <laughs> this guy's this guy's pretty intense. Uh, Though there are definitely he... people who get that Punisher tattoo and feel that I know, way. No, but that's because they're cops who can't read. Like it's totally different. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you can't, if there's a character from a book and you can't read, and your takeaway is different than what the writers put on the page, like I don't know how much I'm supposed to blame the character. I get you there. Yeah, yeah, because he's explicitly like. Cops yeah. who go to college. <laughs> <laughs> learn to read. Learn how to learn how to interpret media. I said it here. Saturday morning, Tuesdays. The day is Saturday, November 19th. It's 1.07 <laughs> p.m. where I am. Cops can't read. I said it. So, God, you you're know. brave. <laughs> so brave. <laughs> you're so fucking brave, Rory. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I guess at the moment, I had us reading a few issues of Punisher just to sort of see. I feel like we can bail whenever we want. Maybe we bail now. Maybe we don't want to read ah, anymore. I'm liking it well uh, enough. Rory, Although, you... yeah, if 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 uh, if competition got tight, it's not it's not breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's nice. It's nice to look at at the very least. Yeah. The the art is super clean. I don't know if this is one of those recolors that we've seen, like with the Thor stuff, the Simonson Thor that we were reading, or what. Mm-hmm. But it looks very it feels like, like it. it feels more modern in the coloring, especially. But like even just the cleanness of the of the art and like the style of the line work feels more modern than anything else we've been reading. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting one. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm open to it. I'm open to more Punisher as long as they're not all forty pages. <laughs> fuck that fuck that but we finally made it to the end the end of our podcast it's the absolute very end there's nothing else that we have left to do the end of an era the end of a podcast so Shane that was my that was my that was my tea up to we you we were teeing you up. in case you didn't realize oh because oh, you so have a thing sorry. that hold you on. do at the end of every issue of this podcast. Oh, and... hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Okay. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's A Fuck, Mary Kill. Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. Andy, I'm so mad at you this week. Yeah, what else is fucking I'm new? literally so, so angry at you. My Fuck, Mary Kill. My Fuck, Mary Kill is very fun. Are you excited for it? Yes, very. Okay, so first off, we have 41-page comics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh, cool. All right, 41-page <laughs> comics. Got it. Second this off. This will be a fun one. <laughs> second <laughs> off. We have a, a seven comic reading list. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Keep in mind that we did used to do ten back in the. Keep original. in mind that I'm your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and last, and last, and certainly not least, Howard the Duck. Oh, mine's super easy. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, not the comic. 
the duck oh, himself. The, the, the duck himself. The, Don't change anything. It has to be Howard the duck. I, I kill Howard the duck. There are no redeeming qualities. Dead. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. Okay. I, okay. do, I do not like. I do not like that comic. I do can not like I, it. Can Sam I, I am. sell you? Let me let me let me think about it for a second. I'm going to sell you on on a. On it's a not duck technically life. bestiality. You can't go to jail. You can fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sell you on this. If duck they can life. talk, you walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I should be a lawyer. <laughs> if there's feathers on the field, play Don't. ball. Don't. Can I say that? <laughs> no. Okay, you kill you kill Howard the Duck. What do you do with the comics? Okay. Um I will fuck a seven issue reading list, right? From time to time I, get I can that. I, I get that. That's that's acceptable. Um okay. it's, right. it's not my you know. Uh and you know, sometimes you want you're in for a little bit of a marathon session. You don't need to just hit it and quit it. Spend mm-hmm. some time. Spend some time in there. <laughs> So are you going to marry a 40-issue comic? I am, and I'll tell you what. Sure, in the context of our show, Uh where we are sort of forced reading, and usually it's kind of uh, with a bit of a time crunch before we record, uh, it can be frustrating when you find out something's much longer than you had uh, a lot of time for. Yeah, I've heard that before. In in general, I think comics, I think the 28th page, maybe 30, if if they're generous... It's a little short. Like if, if you you buy a comic, you read it. It just kind of feels like you know. It's a good yeah. comparison. Maybe in modern times, would be how much better like HBO Showtime dramas. Like that extra ten minutes, not even yeah. ten. Sometimes it's like eight. Yeah. Like just a little bit extra time on a drama really works. Yep. And I feel the same with a longer comic. I think. I think. As long as you've written 40 pages worth of material. Of course, of course, obviously. But in general, I think I think that the the page length of comics is a both a relic of times past and an and um it's an awkward it's an awkward medium. It's an awkward chapter size. It's just it is it's bigger than a bite and smaller than a meal. Um like my wife. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Uh, I I prefer a longer comic. Hell yeah. No, I, Shane, okay, you did a really good thing just there. That was incredible what you did. <laughs> the way that you so used funny. that was so good. Thanks. It's a good joke. I came up with it. Yeah. Um. Do you think most marriages have enough stuff to fill 41 pages? Hmm. But a good one could. A good one could, I maybe. mean, okay, yeah. I, I sure. just felt like, yeah, I felt like, you know, uh, I want that. I I want more longer comics and fewer longer reading lists. Was sort of mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, sort of how mm-hmm. I went how I went with it. Oh. Fair enough. Uh, I'm trying to decide how I don't fuck a duck, but <laughs> I'm, I'm the only reason I'm leaning away from fucking the duck is because not only do you have to find a way to make out with a duck bill, but that duck bill is going to no, taste no, no, like no, cigar. No. It's ash. not called. It's not called. You know, it's not called. Kiss. Yeah, there's no kissing. That's gay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. All right. So I think I think I'm gonna kill the 40 issue comic. And 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 I want to put it out there. Uh yes, there are boy birds and girl birds. But the cloaca is a pussy butt. <laughs> the, 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 
The Clawussy is all you need. In a more just universe, the Cloaca is a pussy butt it's would every be the hole. title of this issue. Every hole, every good hole put together, baby. Oh, God. Oh, my sweet God. The word pussy butt I I kill I kill the forty issue comic. I'm going to marry the seven issue reading list. Okay, uh, all right. B- assuming that they're all of regular length and none of them are surprise forties. <laughs> and I'm it, gonna plug my nose and and fuck that duck. Plug my nose. <laughs> I. Okay, so here in my weird like fantasy world, when you guys are talking about these comics that you that you may or may not be having sex with and or marrying, yes, um, I do. Are they blank or do the stories appear on them as your marriage unfolds? Oh, it's more of a concept than it. I went to concept, yeah, yeah. Is it like never ending story status? Like, is it? Mm -hmm, Okay, okay, yeah. So really, you being married to a comic is like having a whole world. Kind That's of, right. yeah. Married to. Okay. So what's your call? And it's a thicker book to fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's a thicker book to fuck. Remember what Rory said about the cloaca too. You don't want to do it with a flimsy, your, uh... a flimsy newspaper. You want a big thick book. I, I wasn't gonna kill the duck, but I have to after what Rory said. <laughs> I pro- okay, wait, wait. I probably marry the duck because, as we have discussed before, marriage does not equal sex. Yeah, truth. Right? Doesn't have to. Right? Doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. So that duck and I can just go have cute adventures where I put it on a little leash, I take it to the park, like whatever. Ducks cool. have any any complaints about capitalism? It, it, ducks have an interesting sexual organ as well. They, uh, they enormous do. corkscrew this, dick. They have, they have corkscrew dick. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like baby. a it's they like have... a slide at Six Flags or something. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's barbed. <laughs> <laughs> barbed Six Flag duck dick. Wait, do six, do six Flags have water parks? Do they have a water? Okay, because I've never been to one. I, I thought maybe, the, I for a second, I thought maybe stuff. I, for a second, I thought maybe I sounded like a complete idiot and they're only roller coasters and then I'd just be a complete <laughs> fucking idiot. That's a great question. I've never been to a Six Flags. Well, we have wild never... waves around here. A music park's never been I've my big thing. I've also never been there. Um, we're a, we're a Wild Waves podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> our, our homework for next week is the latest and to, greatest news from Wild Waves. From that one place, Wild Waves. <laughs> <laughs> next week on the podcast, I'll tell you about the kid that really pissed me off there. Um, I, the first time I ever drove by Wild Waves with my best friend from California, she went, "What's that abandoned theme park?" <laughs> <laughs> And there is say, sort of an abandoned oh. theme park, right? The Fantastic Village or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. Not abandoned, but it's like nobody nobody goes to <laughs> Wild Waves to ride the yeah. Ferris wheel. It's, it's, it's Enchanted like, Village, isn't it? Enchanted Village. Oh, God, yeah. What's That's that abandoned lame. place? Oh, it's where a lot of my local friends went to their seventh grade fucking outing. <laughs> yeah, it was a field trip spot. I'm sure that's where most of their money comes. Yep. Field trips, baby. Uh... God, I forget, Shane. Did you finish your fuck, Mary kill? Can we get out of here? Did you? You said you were marrying the duck. What are you fucking? I feel like I married the duck, and that was the only answer. <laughs> <laughs> I. All right. Well, historically, the first. We're not going to find out what Shane fucks or kills because he married a duck, <laughs> no! and now he's going to prison. <laughs> Thanks for we listening. Changed the law. Is... 
<laughs> James Salar no! right in the middle there. No! And uh, turns out even if it talks, I... you don't walk. And uh, this has been issue 70 of the Infinite Backlog, and no one cares what you fuck, Shane. Thank you. Everybody <laughs> will send you letters. <laughs> I fucked the seven comics is longer. <laughs> That's a good point. Seven comics is probably better than one thick book. Yeah, seven comics is a better fuck than one singular book. But it is a thick book, let's just for the record. Oh Let the record show, Your Honor. That's a thick book. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> What if we just did TikToks today instead? <laughs> what do you mean did TikToks today? What do you mean when we when we're talking about recording audio with the I three mean, of us yeah, and you what say just, what if we did TikToks? What if we just described TikTok audio? Like there's there's this one and it's about corn. Yeah. And <laughs> and you're not going to play it for us. There's no audio <laughs> helpfulness here. You're just going to tell us about a TikTok you like? <laughs> yeah. Rory, obviously. why don't you do a TikTok? <laughs> oh, my, my TikTok I'm I'm a I'm a polyamory TikTok. Oh, oh yeah. I like I like poly TikTok. <laughs> I like poly talk a lot. You can't poly talk talking Andrew, poly. That's what people call it. You have to get on board with the fact that if something is a thing and it is a section of the TikTok, it becomes that slash talk. It you don't say poly TikToks. You don't say polyamorous TikToks. You say poly talk. It's you don't like, say you, you, you don't sound say like a dad bottom. saying Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't say power bottom TikTok. You say, you say power bottom talk. Yeah, power bottom talk. All right. Polytalk sounds like either a section of TikTok for parrot enthusiasts or if Polly Shore had a podcast. That would be what it was called. I th I went to people who can say two voices at the same time. Call it polytalking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. If if mm -hmm. Polly Shore had a, had a, a whole fucking <laughs> section of TikTok, it would, it, it'd be called like buddy talk or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Call it grind talk, grindage talk. <laughs> grind <Dick> talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid. All right, let's do a podcast. That, I'm ready. You seen that good movie, Son in Law? <laughs> I hate this. Have you seen Encino right. Man? Have you seen Biodome? <laughs> hey, did you know I can name every Polly Shore movie? <laughs>